0: What's up, guys? Today on the VC Brewery Show, we talked to Courtney and Matt Costellino. Courtney is the director and organizer of the Romancing the Beer Homebrewing Contest here in Ventura County. Uh, it's great to see how her contest has grown and she has people from not only all over the U.S., but she has some international entrants as well. Uh, Matt is the current president of the T-Oaked Homebrewing Club, the home brewing club for thousand oaks and surrounding areas uh california their club has grown uh a lot as well and it's great to hear that their club is inclusive of people who are not uh, sophisticated home brewers they accept the uh beginner and show them uh show them the ropes and they all have a good time while doing it enjoy the show all right man and courtney from romancing the beer and Teotone Brew. Thanks for coming to Tarantula Hero Brewing Company to talk with me about what you guys do, how you guys started, and I guess what your future plans are with what you're doing. Um, Who wants to start? Introduce yourselves.
1: Okay, I'll start. So my name's Matt. I'm the current president of the Thousand Oaks Homebrewers.
2: I'm Courtney and I'm one of the members of the Thousand Oaks Homebrewers and the competition coordinator for Romancing the Beer.
0: Okay, we'll start with Romancing the Beer because one year ago, a few weeks ago, I was here uh, helping to judge the uh, Romancing the Beer homebrew competition. How did that start and um, how has it grown since it started?
2: Well, the competition originally started about I think our second year of the club's existence and we wanted to be able to just really start judging all the beers and providing another competition in the area because at the time there were not a whole lot of competitions up here as there was not a lot of clubs either. So what started off as a small little, you know, 50 to 70 entry competition over the last eight years mm-hmm. has grown to be over 300 entries. Mm-hmm. and. Lots of sponsorship from all our local breweries mm. and turned into kind of a, a big ordeal, mm. but uh, <laughs> it, it's been a lot of fun. So. Uh,
0: how how far is your reach of the competition? From where do, do people submit their entries?
2: Well, we're international.
0: Is that right? Wow.
2: So Big had, time. <laughs> yeah. We had a high up winning Entry from Brazil. Wow! I think the year that you judge, you're like, oh no! If he wins, he's gonna have to fly out. Oh man! But we've had entries this year. The winner actually this year is from Alabama. All right. The third place winner from New Hampshire. Wow! So we really do span the entire United States. We get a lot of entries from the Bay Area, obviously San Diego. -hmm. Quaff
0: always
2: enters a lot of competitions. Washington, Oregon, so kind of all over the place.
0: And why do you think that is? Not that it's not good, but why do you think people ship their beer all the way over here to to have it judged?
2: I'd like to think that our club is known for really giving good feedback. Mm -hmm. We like to try to get the best quality judges that we can to come out. Um, And if somebody's newer to judging, like when you came out, trying to teach people how to do it so that people get great feedback to learn how to make better homebrew.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah, it was... Not being a formal judge, it was pretty uh, nerve wracking sitting at the table with other people that had done this for a while. You're like,
2: uh, what do I taste? Right, no, and, and, and after a while, well, the first one I
0: did was at Five Threads, so the year before I was yeah. at a Five Threads, so that one was even worse. So this one was, I already got my feet wet a little bit, knew what to expect, but still, you know, people took the time to make the beer, so you want to give them a fair judging. Exactly. And then if you're not a someone who would be considered a qualified judge, you know, it's, you know, the pressure is pretty high on someone <laughs> tasting. I taste good beer, and that's all I can, right? You're
2: like, it tastes like beer. Right, right. <laughs> I like Ten it. points. No, <laughs> I wasn't that bad, but I got it in. <laughs> um,
0: so, since how many years has the contest been going on?
2: I think this year was actually nine Yeah. for the competition. And the very first year was just a normal small competition. Institution Ale Company opened mm. up. Shortly after that, mm-hmm. um, their members are obviously Thousand Oaks Home originally, mm-hmm. and they said that they would sponsor and be do a program. So mm-hmm. it's kind of been that way ever since. So from year two till now, they are a program brewery. So
0: and so, it, so when someone wins the competition, what do they get?
2: They get to brew with institution. Mm-hmm. They're winning beer, and they also get a keg of it too just for their own wow but the best part is the party that institution will throw for you it's a release party they do a special glass and obviously this year and last year covid's kind of ruined it <laughs> but that means hopefully this fall there'll be a grand party so wow cool we will we, will, we shall see That's
0: <laughs> yes. that's good well that's actually quite the the prize if you're a home brewer, right?
2: Yeah. It, a lot of people, that's kind of a creme de la creme to get to brew on a right. whole system like what Tarantula has here or Five Threads or Institution. Uh-huh. Um, we also, we're kind of a fun competition where we have a spin-off where we do a Best Belgian. Um, Institution doesn't brew any Belgian beers. So what we've done is Tim over at Five Threads, mm-hmm. who's also a Thousand Oaks home brewer. Yeah. He said that he'll brew it. So, we do a special best-of-show round for all Belgian sour beers. Mm-hmm. And if you win, you get to brew there. So, we have a double pro-am situation. So, more opportunities to win a kind mm-hmm. of cool prize.
0: Cool. And they get, I guess, the scale from home brew size to uh, production size, they, they get help from the brewers that are at the facilities?
2: Yeah, they...
0: Um, so, I mean, if their recipe... So, they give them the recipe, do they get input from institution or five threads to say yeah do you
2: want to talk about yeah no i mean
1: they'll ask for as much details as the home brewer will have a lot of um you know differences of course exist between going from five gallons let's say all the way up to 15 barrels right for sure but that's what they'll look at and understand you know the the basis of everything you did for that recipe yeah and be able to scale it up understanding how their system works so that uh, you know the goal is to have the exact same representation of that homebrew beer that won, uh-huh. but now on a commercial scale. So they, they've been really good about asking everything from water um, to the exact grains you use, right. uh, hops, you name it. They really have left no stone unturned. Right. Not, not all homebrewers may have all of that known, but and that's where um, they'll use their experience to fill in the blanks where they need to. Right. And, cool. uh, I, I think every time that we've had the the release beer, it's been you know a great beer um, that's been very representative of the homebrew beer that's uh, that's won the competition. So.
0: That's good. And so they, they'll actually learn something while they're oh, working yeah. with the... Uh, so
2: Matt has actually won Romancing the Beer before. Um, one of the, like, the third or fourth year. Yeah, Not it's just a while ago
1: now. but Yeah.
2: yeah one for an IPA.
1: Mm.
2: And so we got to go and grain out their old system. <laughs> and do all the, the manual mm-hmm. labor for them. Right.
1: But
0: so only easy. only yours, or do they have you do the whole the whole facility, yeah. extra labor there for the day?
1: I know, I, I was hoping it would only be ours, but I don't know if they put us to... Uh, yeah, yours is in there, too. Go yeah, ahead and try that one. Right. <laughs> and this is actually at their original facility, where it was a lot smaller system, uh-huh. um, like a three-barrel, and it was a lot more manual. Um, lucky us, but uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was a lot of fun. To buy lunch for everybody there. It's just really yeah, it's relaxing. it's a it's a nice just day to spend with uh, fellow brewers.
0: Cool. Have any of the beers that have won made it on anyone's board permanently?
2: Um,
1: have they been that good? So I'll, I'll say that at least one beer um, that had won not too long ago. it was probably three years ago. It was a stout that was part of like a spice herb vegetable category. It had um chilies, um I think cocoa nibs, um it's may have had specific. vanilla and, and coffee, yeah. Okay. And this yeah, so this was one by mm. a gentleman named Oleg down in San Diego. Uh-huh. And it has been rebrewed by institution as a um winter seasonal. Cool. So um, it's a good example where they've at least rebrewed um, right. something very similar um, to that. So. Awesome. Generally speaking, at least at institution, they they have such a tight brew schedule with a lot yeah. of their core beers. That's not to say that some of the beers that they have brewed as part of the competition aren't worthy of being rebrewed, but mm-hmm. it's just a matter of how it fits with their overall, uh, you know, beer schedule. and yeah, for sure. what They're trying to offer for their, uh, their
0: business they have to make money, so exactly. yeah. Yeah. right, right. Yeah. In cool.
2: seasonal seasonality, so depending on the beer that wins, yeah. I mean, if they release it, we typically the release ended up in june shortly after the firestone beer festival uh-huh. so if it's a, a big dark winter beer obviously yeah. that's not ideal right. for the summer right <laughs> but it really just depends and we've had a lot we've had everything from a schwartz beer uh-huh. like what andy won with because he's also won romancing the beer yeah um all the way to this uh festival stout to an ipa and this year isn't uh international pale lager that one. So all right actually it'd be a fantastic summer beer so we'll see if uh matt out over in alabama
0: decides <laughs> he
2: wants to fly himself out right right it's, it's not a bad trip you know hi <laughs> no. i mean la Lots of stuff to do yeah for sure hopefully covid won't be an issue <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so covid how how did it um well, i know how it changed how did it change <laughs> your um contest this year
2: It was awful. (laughs) And I'm going to say that as the coordinator because it's it's exponentially a lot more work on the back end. Uh Judging the beers is just one aspect of a competition. So anybody who's wanting to put together a competition, please know there's a lot of paperwork. Yeah. And a lot of double checking and arranging. And this year, now finding enough judges who are willing to judge either virtually or together if they had a pod that they... Yeah, you know, we're comfortable with like long beach yeah. Homebrewers. thank you so much Malto's falcons thank you so much vibe thank you guys so much for helping judge because they all helped us get this competition done and this is only 100 entries uh-huh. so i had to cap the entries and
1: what are they usually oh, what were they last year
2: uh the year before was 300.
1: wow it'd be unlimited right so we would never really right. cap the entries but right.
2: yeah so um, and it, it ranges kind of because the, the homebrew hobby is kind of, it, up, it ups and downs. So you can definitely tell with the number of entries or, you know, if somebody decides to enter a thousand beers in every category, which has happened. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but.
0: Playing the numbers, huh?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, okay, let's put this beer in every category it might possibly fit in so we can figure out what, how it does and what it's best at. and Right. Honestly, you get a lot of feedback. So, or just enter every competition under the sun, right? Because that's the best way to get a well-rounded information about your beer. Uh But yeah, so just trying to coordinate getting all the beers to all the judges. Yeah. And I work in downtown Los Angeles, so people could meet me. That was awesome. (laughs) So that definitely helped out the
1: system.
0: Right. Well, yeah. I mean, everyone had to scramble in some way during this, right? Oh yeah. Hopefully, this is the only time we have to have to go through this, right? Fingers crossed. Okay.
1: I will say that, you know, while it was a lot more work, I think it was a a great testament for the club and then the homebrewing community to still, you know, make the contest happen. Right. Even if it wasn't the way it normally has been, we weren't able to have as many entries. Uh, We, you know, decided to still adapt. And allow um, you know home brewers to still be able to submit their beers and get feedback, and again, right. still have the, the grand prize of brewing with institutions. So, yeah. right. and that was something we even you know, talked to the institution in the beginning as well as within the club. And said do we want to really do this, and I think it was Sean Smith that even said the show must go on. So, yep. right, um, it was it was good to see, and I'm glad right. we were able to at least keep it going despite you know the challenges with uh, work. And, and
0: it's important, even if it's an amateur, quote unquote amateur competition. It's important to have contests like this, yeah. just for personal, like you said, feedback or satisfaction. Right? You know, this my beer judged against everyone else's beer. You know, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good beer. It's so a personal satisfaction. It's important to continue to have it.
2: Oh, exactly. Or even if, like, say you're like something's not there, but I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, not, yeah. I know it could be better, but I don't know what it is. So if you have amazing judges who have great palates who are they don't necessarily have to be high ranked but they just give good feedback. They right. write good paper. Yeah. That can they can pinpoint possibly that thing you could put your finger on. Right. So that it just kind of it's more minds to help figure it out.
0: Yeah. Cool. That's that's awesome. So uh Teal Homebrewers What's the official name? Tea Oaked Homebrew Homebrewers?
1: Thousand Oaks Homebrewers would be the, the official name, but we go by uh, Toked. I'm
0: sure you guys do yeah. go by Toked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's, it's a, quite a mouthful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, it's been our, our catchy uh, yeah. name pretty much from the beginning. Right, yeah, try looking that up on the internet, right? Uh, <laughs> like, be careful with the hashtag. That's for sure. a lot of other uh, yeah. 420 related yeah. things as well. <laughs> for sure.
0: Well, hey, but, you know, reach is reach, right? So, whatever. Uh, when did it start?
1: So it started in 2011. Mm-hmm. So we're actually coming up then on our 10-year anniversary All right. this year. How
0: many members that year?
1: Uh, it was really small. I want to say probably just a handful. I don't know, 10, 15, might have been around 20. But it was started by uh, Todd Slater, um, you know, and Adam. And Adam. Yeah. Um, so there are two guys that um, were from the Thousand Oaks area, and um, we're. Well, at least Todd was down in San Diego. Um, He got into homebrewing, and he had actually worked initially over at Wade's Wines. Um, So he was, you know, connected to the industry, the craft Uh beer industry, and he was starting to see a lot of um, different uh, customers and just friends and um, people looking for a venue, if you will, to share homebrew. Right. And, you know, it was recognized that at least in the Thousand Oaks and maybe the greater Cuneo Valley area that there wasn't a local homebrew club. Um, within reach for people to be able to Uh um, come and share the homebrews, talk homebrews, um, learn from each other and um, you know the other big thing too is that every year Southern California Homebrewers Festival Uh um, is an opportunity for all the homebrew clubs to get together and be able to share their homebrews um, at that event and so recognizing that individuals both wanted to share their homebrew as well as be able to participate in the event and represent Mm -hmm. this area. Um, they decided to start the, the homebrew club, and we've been around ever since.
0: Right, cool. And um, how many members do you currently have?
1: So we're a pretty small club. Um, you know, it, it ebbs and flows, but I would say like at least paying members were around 20, 25. Yeah. So um, by no means, uh, you know, a, a large club in comparison to some of the others. But I think mm-hmm. in many ways it offers um, some advantages where it's a pretty relaxed atmosphere. You yeah. Know, to really know. Um, all the individuals in the club and, and form friendships and yeah. hopefully um, not have it be as intimidating for um, people to, you know, approach one another and, you know, ask feedback and right. have questions get answered. Yeah. Um,
0: how, how experienced do you have to be to be in the club?
1: No experience at all. And, you know, I think that's a big thing that we've always tried to put a lot of effort behind is not having people feel intimidated. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't want it to be a club where we're looking down our noses and it's you know only for elitists and very experienced homebrewers. Mm-hmm. Whether you're just starting out with a kit or you've been brewing um for your you know the last decade and you have got all the bells and whistles in your garage, you know, all is welcome. It's it's really about helping one another get better mm-hmm. um as much as you'd like to and then just having fun and sharing. Um, you know, our experiences, um, mm-hmm. our beers, right? So you
0: guys critique each other's beers at, it's so like a meeting, you get together for a meeting, what's what's the meeting like?
1: So, yeah, a typical meeting, at least when we were um, normally meeting in person, right, pre-COVID, is yeah. we would have usually a topic that we would discuss, um, sometimes we'd call it like an educational, we'd go over a style, or we would do like a particular theme, like um, uh, how to dry hop beers or uh-huh. some of the different... Um, Techniques there. Right. And we would do that and then kind of have a discussion with the group. Um, and then we would have basically, we'll call it a social hour, but that's an opportunity where everyone gets to pour their homebrew that they brought. Right. And we'll share it with the group and we'll talk about it and we'll give feedback. Right. Um, and it's never, I don't think ever something where we tear people down. It's just kind of giving, you know, a, an assessment of what they're tasting, asking what the homebrewer's going for. Are they happy with it? What they right. would like to improve? And Again, yeah, it's just an audience where like-minded people can kind of, right, um, you know, have a conversation with you about yeah. the hobby and about your beer and yeah,
0: I mean, so I find that it's um, so I have a, a coffee roasting hobby, right? Uh-huh. So, uh, not a bad hobby. Not have. a bad hobby. It's a big <laughs> coffee drinker. Yeah, In, you'll in the find long run, most in coffee. the long run, it's <laughs> it's it's cheaper. I tell my wife. So lie. <laughs> <Lying. laughs> um, it's tough sometimes to get feedback. From somebody because you've you've decided right. I like this whatever this beer, this coffee, right. So uh, is there a, like a, everyone understands in the club that that's what you're you're doing when you give give feedback and you're not constructive criticism, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we try to gauge too from an individual like you know how much feedback they want. You know, sometimes people honestly they're not really looking for a complete breakdown of their beer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're happy with their beer, they mm-hmm. like their beer and they enjoy sharing it and that's okay, mm-hmm. right? Um, everybody has different goals um, or what they want out of a hobby. And so it's, you know, I was kind of recognizing and talking about um, whatever that particular individual is going for, understanding that, and Mm. supporting that person as a member of the the homebrew club. Mm. So some people say, just give me your honest feedback, you know, you're not going to hurt my feelings. I think there's a certain uh, understanding and just homebrewers in general that we tend to be a little sensitive if we're not told it's the best beer they've ever had. So we understand yeah, yeah, yeah. that going into it a little bit. Right. Is that your, get... your
0: standard first line? It's the best beer I ever had, but... <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> having said that, here's, yeah, yeah. here's where I can improve further. Right. No, but I mean, we, you know, you ask somebody and kind of get a feel for whether, you know, how much of in-depth uh, feedback they're looking for right. uh, versus just kind of having a conversation about the, the beer style again it's not one size shoe fits all
0: right um.
2: well and everybody's taste profiles are different right too. like you might taste something that i don't taste and vice yeah. versa yeah but it might be terrible to you like heaven forbid i can never taste that particular hop. because i hate it uh-huh. i hate it with a passion yeah but then you're like oh but this one's the best hop in the world so yeah i'm gonna put it in everything right so it just it really is a personal preference too it's just like if you go to any of these craft breweries Somebody might have a beer that is the greatest thing in the world to you, but the general public or maybe some individuals don't like it. So yeah. it's totally hit or miss sometimes with
1: personal preference. I yeah. think again, it really just comes down to: Are you happy with the beer? And if not, how can we help? Right? Yeah. And if you are, and you're just here to share it, that's great. And you know, um, we have a conversation about it, and yeah, we just have we gotta have a lot of fun. That's really all that matters at the end of it, right? It's a hobby. Right. Right. if you're not having fun you're doing something wrong and for sure club, Yeah. we try to ask ourselves uh, hey are we having a good time and if so then we're doing yeah. okay cool well, and
2: our club is like everyone is genuinely friends like most of us have been at each other's weddings uh huh um all starting to have some people are starting to have children some people are kicking their children out of the house (laughs) yeah so we're not just a young club we have a wide variety of ages so it's not just a young person's hobby yeah you know it's not just guys it's not just girls right you know completely inclusive to anybody who wants to come on out
0: cool okay so covid's over sometime in the future (laughs) right what are you guys what are you guys doing with the contest and the club what's is there something that you've learned during this time that you're going to take on to normal times? I
2: have one thing about that. Virtual score sheets uh? are the greatest thing ever. Oh, yeah.
0: No transferring.
2: Yes, no scanning.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I think the other thing, too, is <laughs> that um, judge's handwriting tends um, to be um, as <laughs> bad, if maybe not worse, than doctor's handwriting. Yeah. Right. It's barely legible. That's all yeah. been one thing when you get score sheets back is
2: especially if you're the 10th beer in the flight yeah for sure yeah <laughs> I I have, lunch
1: <laughs> I got feedback but can I read it right right right. so, that, that certainly so everyone there. has to bring their tablets
0: to, to the next contest yes. right yes All right. <laughs> ideally yeah cool I,
1: I think one thing though that we can still incorporate in moving forward is you know the virtual aspect of having um, you know different people from different breweries industry experts still participate in in our meetings. Mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier how we would always kick off the meeting with a topic or a theme. Yeah, And, you know, it had always just kind of defaulted to whether someone could actually show up, right? Right, yeah. And and now I think we kind of can look at that differently and say, you know, that a person doesn't actually need to be here. Right. And we can still, while we're meeting in person, you know, set up a laptop whatever and have them call in and be able to have like a virtual conversation with that that presenter, that uh, microbrewery, with the club that is together yeah. um, at our meeting location, so I think that's something cool. we'll still try to. That's awesome. It's it's opening you up to a home
0: home lot more people.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Whether they're in California or or, uh, or not, right? It's um, now everyone's kind of I guess used to this virtual meeting. Yeah, for the, sure. Atmosphere, and yeah. so they're really just a you know a message away, or um, hey, can you come participate and yeah. meet with our club? And I think again the industry, um, you know, home brewers. Craft beer brewers have um, always shown a strong desire and willingness to do just that. So, Cool. Um, I think it's something to look forward to.
0: Silver lining. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well,
2: and like you said when we were talking earlier, most of these now brewery owners started out as home brewers at yeah. some point. Yeah. Um, unless they just randomly fell into the job, which we kind of notice is not usually the, the thing. It's, right. The brewers are very passionate bunch, so... It's definitely, you know, you do it for the love of making it weird.
0: Yeah, online. yeah, cool. All right, so where can where can they find you guys online? The, not you guys, but the, <laughs> the contest and the, the club, where can they look out for you guys?
1: So we have a webpage. Um, I think it's, what, totes.com Yes. So um, we have a webpage there. You can always send a message to us, and we'll respond. Um, we also have, you know, for social media, we have an Instagram page. Um, that one is, that was Toked Brew. Toked Brew. So the same, you could reach out to us that way. We also have a Facebook page, mm. Thousand Oak Home Brewers. You can contest us there. So lot, whatever your, uh, you know, your fancy is, right. um, we have different options. So just send us a message. Uh-huh. Um, love to hear from you. We'll bring you into the club. Again, we're not meeting right now right. for COVID, but, um, we can get you going with any of our virtual meetings right now. We yeah. meet. Still, every second Sunday of the month. Yeah. Um, so at five. At five, right? And so we've, again, we've had a lot of cool um, brewers join us from the area. Yeah. to Support them. Um, we had what Ventura Coast Brewing Company um, last meeting at Tarantula Hill, of course. You name yeah. it. So um, it's a lot of fun. You can get to introduce yourself to us, and you know we've even gone as much as possible. Um, we've kind of taken a uh, what urban uh eats or a uh, a DoorDash uh, of uh, yeah uber, eats. uber yeah. eats i mean yeah uh, of homebrew delivery homebrew. so like if oh. you really wanted to have oh. like a homebrew yeah um, enjoyed we've entertained even being able to circulate it among some of the the members yeah. in the area so we certainly haven't ruled anything um out so um yeah reach out if, cool. you're, if you're interested in yeah in the, the homebrew community
0: for sure are you promoting the contest yet
2: um, next year's Romance and a Beer, we don't have a date yet, um, this year's competition is done. Score sheets are online for anybody I who saw that, yeah, yeah. wants to check out their scores, um, I gotta stick some stickers on some medals and pop them in the mail, but mm-hmm. otherwise everything's pretty much wrapped up for this year, mm-hmm. and um, next year we'll probably be again in February in person
0: mm-hmm. at one of our
2: awesome local breweries, yeah. we'll probably here at Tarantula Hill again. Yeah.
0: Um, and then we usually
2: do do the pre-limit five threads. Uh-huh. So there's all sorts of possibilities. We'll see what's going on and yeah. see if we're gonna continue the same way, make it better, and we're always open to feedback and anybody who wants to come out. So. Cool.
1: All right. And hopefully next year we'll have the Southern California Homebrewers Festival. That's the best. Yeah. On Festival again ever. and it's yeah. Can't yes. promote that enough. It's a it's a great yearly event. So. Cool. So and yeah, hopefully everything really comes weird. back
0: and we're back to normal. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. <laughs> okay well thanks for your time guys I appreciate oh, thank it you. yeah it thanks was fun yeah. cool yeah. thank you all right there you go, guys Matt and Courtney constantly know uh, romance in the beer homebrew contest teo homebrew club uh, lots of beer talk at their dinner table I am sure hope you guys like the show like and subscribe share this with your buddy your beer buddies uh, and I will talk to you guys next time